Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me, as always, is the lovely Kyle Bradford. How's it going, Kyle? Hello, it's going great. You sound a little a little British there for a second. You were like, hello. Did I? Oh, that's terrible. I didn't mean to do that. Are you, are you, are you now our British correspondent? No, no, please. We, 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 we will need to get a Brit on here at some point. That would be fun. Or an Australian? Well, the time difference is hard with Australia. With uh, the day we record, but uh, oh, good point. Maybe, maybe we can get an Australian at some point. I do. Know, I know a few Australians, believe it or not. Ooh, Justin is once again out, and he's dealing with some medical issues, so we might not see him for a bit. But he'll be back at some point, and just send your love to Justin. Our well wishes, our beloved Soju. Yes. Um, but today we're gonna we're gonna transport back to March fourth. 1996 we're gonna go to the the tenkaichi uh night festival murder case kyle this was a pretty interesting episode because this episode was great yeah so like the big thing about this episode this is the first time where we know who the murderer is instead of like most episodes where we see a we the, the big like uh question is who did it but this episode it's how was it done? Yes. I, I'm so thankful that they throw us for a curveball here. It was really entertaining. At the very beginning, we see the murder actually occur, and we see him do it. He kills the other man after ransacking his room, and then he loots his wallet, clearly trying to make this look like a burglary. And then he runs off, and he disposes his disguise in a nearby river. They did a really good job of just making the villain here just very dislikable. For sure. I think it was almost uh, to the point where it's icky watching him do it. And then like he shows back up and you you know who he is. So it's a little strange off the bat. Yeah, he runs into Ron and Conan and uh, Kagero. And I love that Conan has this cute little balloon attached to him. <laughs> yeah. He, he just hates it. But he, it looks so cute. I see why Ron had him had him take it with him and the criminal he asks ron for a picture and he introduces himself as a society he's a journalist and he's visiting the local festivals and he talks about how he used to write under the code name of tomikazu and that he's actually friends with another famous writer which winds up being the person that he killed and then he gets a couple other photos, and then a police officer arrives to question him. But it's a new police officer. It's not a. Uh, it's not Meguru. Is this guy uh, another recurring character? Yes, we, or... we get to see Sango Yokomizo quite a bit. Cool. I actually liked him. Yeah. So the cool thing about him is we get to see that he's a little smarter than a lot of the uh, a lot of the other police force. He seems like a normal human. Yeah, but he's also a big fan of Koguro because he was like, oh my god, it's you. And he was really excited to see him. And then, you know, Koguro, he completely falls for the bait that was set. And he's like, oh, this is obviously a common burglary and stuff. But Sango's like, hey, actually, you know, this seems a little bit too uh, suspicious. And then they check out his alibi and he's like, I've got it all in this camera. And then he, they developed the film. And there's seven pictures, Kyle. Do you know why that's significant? Seven? Yeah. No, I missed this. 
It's not. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. <laughs> Did you want me to like pull something out? I was hoping I could pull something out. Didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, he has pictures during each character is lit. And the first character is lit at a time where it was impossible for him to be there and like run to the hotel where the murder occurred at the same time. So that totally cleared him. And they're just, they're just like, man, we have nothing to get this guy. And then Conan notices something after Sasai uh, reveals that he had forgotten his watch. I believe that was the Conan clue, if you're, if you're really paying attention to the Conan hints, Kyle. Indeed. And so that's why he had to ask the uh, front desk about the time repeatedly. And then we get this kind of awkward scene where the victim's editor like came by. And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> You had a deadline tomorrow. <laughs> and then this scummy writer's like, well, I actually have this entire first draft here for you to run tomorrow. Like, did not miss a beat or anything. And it's like, dude, it'd be your own friends. This is why I don't, we both come from like a writer background. And this is why I trust zero journalists and writers. They're all out there for the hustle. Because they will stab you in the back as soon as they see fit. <laughs> They don't care about you. They don't care about your livelihood. They just care about personal gain. So, like, if this show did one thing, like, perfectly, it was depicting writers as scumbags. That's a depressing outlook. But it was accurate, was it not? Ah, sure. And then then he... That's a whole other thing. He was also like, well, I guess I'll do this for my dear friend. Like, he was acting all, like, gracious about it. And it's like, dude, you killed him, you scumbag. He's so dislikable. He's such a terrible dude. Is it all because he's just so cocky? Is that why he's so hateable? Yeah, it's that and that he doesn't even care about, like, he thinks his alibi is so good that he can just, like, not have to be coy about anything. Because he, he's not, like, like, he, like, exactly when they question him, he's like, oh, my alibi's here. Develop this. Like, a normal person wouldn't be go, wouldn't like immediately go, oh god, do I have anything to prove my alibi? Uh, uh, uh. And then they try to right. think of something. But he's like, nope, I already have it figured out. And he's like kind of mocking the place and that they can't get him for this. Have you ever been in that situation? Where, uh, where like, the cops were interrogating? <laughs> where you need an alibi and you've got one like in your back pocket? No, not really. Have you? Sort of go on i feel like i'm shoehorning this into the conversation no, no, please so oh this is a whole thing now okay uh in middle school um that was when i started to do really poorly in school this is after you and sold the game boy so that was your road to <laughs> criminalhood i don't know which was first to be honest i think these both happened in the same school year oh, wow. so i was going through a bad boy phase apparently clearly <laughs> And uh, I was really tired of getting grounded because I kept having bad grades. And, I, you know, I'm just a kid. I'm trying to play Halo 3. Was even your math grade bad? Fun. All of them, That's yeah. astonishing. I'm the worst at math. Really? Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very I'm, non-Asian of you. I know. It's a, it's terrible, actually. But uh, what is it? So our school system used, like, a very rudimentary, like, report card that looked like I could just print it out in Microsoft Word. Oh, yeah. And so I kept looking at the paper and being like, because my parents would keep all the report cards for records or yeah. something. And so I just kept looking at it. It's and under like, your you know, criminal just... file. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, and I have access to it. 
So I'm looking at it and I just think I could make this in Microsoft Word. No problem. Because they ne- like teachers have teacher notes. They never change them. It's always pretty expectable. So I decided to print one out and it, and it looked pretty good. <laughs> and so uh, I swapped my real ones out with the fake ones and gave it to my parents. And they, they were none the wiser. But because my mom's an Asian mom, she decided to call up one of my teachers like some random day the following week. And then that's whenever she realized there was a discrepancy between the two grades. So I randomly got called in for this big meeting where all of my teachers are there, my homeroom teacher and oh my, my parents God. are there and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and they're just like, Hey, uh, so what's going on with your grades? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dude, your face must have been like, uh, how'd you, what happened there? So, uh, one of the most fucked up things, I guess, is my homeroom teacher is the one who would have given me the report card. Yeah. So I think they were trying to pressure me and be like, hey, if it wasn't you, that means his job is on the line. <laughs> and he's a, such a nice guy. He was like one of my favorite teachers. And but I'm not going to jail for this. <laughs> so did him, I just did him dirty. I just kept playing dumb. Um, I remember I got my friends involved. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, if anybody asks you how this happened, this is what happened. I, I forget the story that we made up. We never ended up using it. But at a certain point, um, the principal called me. Like, this went on for, like, a week. They were, like, investigating it. <laughs> and my parents, like, bless my mom, she she will always believe whatever I say. <laughs> she just thinks the best of me. And I think my dad was smart enough, but he was just... Like, he didn't care. Like, if it got found out, I'd be in trouble. But, like, as is, he was like, whatever. And so, about a week goes by. They don't have any ground to make. And so, the principal calls me into his office. And he's like, this has never happened before. We've never had a situation like this. I've called the high school to see if they have. Uh, Nothing's ever happened. So, I just want you... I want to give you a chance to like, just have everything out in the open. And if you remember my story with the game boy, the last time that happened, didn't work out in my favor. (laughs) You learn from this. Yeah. Don't trust cops. (laughs) So, so I said, listen, man, I got a bus to catch. I'm hanging out with my friends this weekend. (laughs) I don't got time. (laughs) So I was like, okay, you can leave. So I left. Never heard a word about it. And the next, the next grade report cards, though, <laughs> the next uh, quarter, I guess it was, they released like a new report card where you had to like rip this thing open. And it was like, I couldn't Damn. doctor it anymore. <laughs> uh, Were you back to being grounded? Unfortunately. Yeah. But it wasn't for lying about my report card. <laughs> it was just for having bad grades. That's amazing. That's such a good story. Damn, he had it and all somehow. figured out. That was smart. Somehow. See, you still had that Asian ingenuity in you. You're just using it in different ways. So I relate to his cockiness is all. Yeah, I, I can tell. You're just We're seeing yourself on the screen when you're watching this. <laughs> and so he kind of puts it all together. He knocks out Kegaro. And then he lines up this, the pictures in a certain way. And then... This is a little bit of foreshadowing here. Conan's balloon goes up in the air, and he's like, oh, this stupid thing. So he puts it on the ground. I love that. <laughs> that plan is so cute. <laughs> it's like a little rabbit or something. It's, it's like thing. the size of him. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. 
So he says that Sango was hoping. Uh, oh, he acts as Kagura, and he's like, "Sango, I was hoping you'd figure this out. I thought better of you." I, I kind of like giving a reason for why Kagura was so oblivious to begin with, and then he accuses Sasai as the murderer. Then he reveals that nobody would answer the door while brushing their teeth. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I could see myself answering the door while I brushing do my teeth. It's a J- Japan thing, I think. You know, be polite. And then he, even the criminal's like, "Come on, man, that's not proof. I have an alibi." And so Conan then reveals that, "Hey, these pictures are actually taken every two years, not just tonight." And the trick meant that he had to dress exactly the same. And then just as soon as he's going to reveal like the big cube to grace moment, the plume pops up into the air, and Ron starts <laughs> chastising him for bothering her father. <laughs> Just a hilarious scene. Like we think this. I love his like sleeping body just slumps over under the table. <laughs> yeah, Gara just gets he just whoop, pops all over the thing, but his hands pointing towards the wrist of the guy, thankfully. And then Sanga is able to figure it out, and he's like, "Hey, you have a tan line now that you didn't have." And then he he fesses up to the whole thing, like he wasn't about to keep lying. Didn't have the stamina. Not like me. Yeah, he's not a, a massive criminal like you are, Kyle. <laughs> and then we find out that they actually had uh, written a piece together. That was a joint effort, but you know he got all the credit for it. And that he killed him because he wanted to become the top writer. So, typical journalist. It was kind of like a one-note <laughs> typical um, motive, but like it's accurate. Let me just say that. It's 100% accurate to the people that get into journalism. Would you think someone would kill you for the clout? If I had more clout, for sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if I was Greg Funny, people would be sh- sh- shooters would be out there for me. <laughs> Greg Funny. Let me just say that. <laughs> After the credits, we see a, a scene between Sango and Kagura. And Kagura just does not remember the case because he was knocked out. Uh, but he still he takes full credit for it. He makes a really bad pun. Uh, that was like a joke about the guy's name and like all the police officers don't really find it funny but then they feel like obligated to laugh and then everybody's just laughing and Conan's just like jesus these people <laughs> this truly is a mr satan yeah he's great i love it. he's my favorite character i love Kagura. um so like what did you think of the episode overall uh that was a really good episode uh i feel like i always go on and on about how like I'm a little bit bummed out if it's ever a murder mystery, but uh, the changing it up a little bit by like letting us know from the beginning that it was the guy who did it. I think that was a really fun change um, because I feel like a lot of the fun in Conan is not just following the logic and trying to figure it out, but like seeing the character sort of play with one another. And that was almost this whole episode, right? Like, cause Conan sort of knows he catches on pretty quickly, so he's with us. Like he knows, it's just about trying to figure out and like the two characters playing chess with each other. So it was, it was entertaining. And I want to mention this was the first episode we've had in the anime that had none of the detective boys in it. Really? Yep. Huh. It appeared what? at least in a scene in every episode, and we'll see them next episode for a short scene. But like they were not in this at all, so that was a, you know, a first for the series. Um, and we get the next kind of hint for next time as well, which is video games. So you know it's up to no good. 
Disgusting. Disgusting. So, the next episode aired March 11th, which was a week later, naturally. And it's the pro soccer player blackmail case. Kyle, what's your thoughts about the beautiful game of football? I don't know anything about it. Really? So, yeah. I know it happens. There's a World Cup sometimes. You don't have a favorite team? Um, it's this is not the Tokyo Korea. Spirits. Don't know who they are. Biggest soccer. These are the teams in the in the anime. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like dropping some knowledge on. Oh me. yeah, I know all the Japanese. <laughs> it's like oh okay. Squads. Let me tell you. You would follow. I'm a I'm a big fan Japanese of the Tottenham, the Hot Spurs. Are these real? Yeah, that's I don't a know. Real team. Okay. Well, Manchester I only know United. the Kansas City Sporting Club. Damn. Because they're, they're close to me. When I lived in Atlanta, there was a strange amount of people that had like MLS jerseys for the Atlanta soccer team. And I'm like, what kind of losers into this? It was just <laughs> wow. really strange people. Just got to drag them like that? It's a terrible place. Atlanta? Uh, it's not bad. I was in a bad place when I was there. <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, the episode opens here with the detective boys, your favorite. And they're all talking about soccer. It's between the Tokyo Spirits and Big Osaka. Everybody has different favorites. And they start introducing some of the characters. Uh, Conan then arrives home and he sees a, sees a shy looking girl named Ryoko standing outside the office. Um, and then he's like, come on inside. What a mistake Conan makes here. <laughs> he was just putting himself in hot water and so she introduces he, he herself know. and then she says that she was dating shinichi kudo and she's looking for him what was your initial this, reaction when you saw this Kyle? that was maybe one of the funniest things the show has done <laughs> especially just because conan let her in <laughs> and then she she doesn't stop spilling the tea there She's also like, oh yeah, we even kissed. And bum, bum, bum. Ron is just like furious. <laughs> and then Kagero is trying to get more details. And he's like, and? And then? <laughs> Continue. And she's like... Why would he want to know? That's really gross. Yeah, I, I want to know. You want to know like your daughter's aged friend's relationship? Yeah. She was pretty right. cute. This is going down a well, road I cannot follow. Think about it. <laughs> the age of consent in Japan. So, Kai. <laughs> the tension in the air is interrupted as Agasa calls and Conan picks up the phone since nobody else will. They're all bickering. And then Conan pretty much just ignores them and hangs up on them. And then he's like, oh, it's Shinichi. Um, he's going to call Ryoko later. And don't worry about it. And, like, that does not dissuade anybody. <laughs> and Ron's not buying it. And then she suggests that they all go to Ryoko's house so they can have a look around. And then when they arrive, Conan's like, there's all these scratches on the door. It looks like somebody broke into the house. And then the woman has no clue where anything is. She's struggling to find, like, all the stuff for the tea. And, like, it's just totally clear that this isn't actually where she lives. And then Conan comes across a room for a boy named Mamoru. And his room is a complete mess. He then finds a picture of the boy with a soccer player. 
And then when he walks back out of the room, he notices that they're watching the soccer match. And Ryoko is all confused because uh, Hide is making a ton of mistakes. And then Conan puts it together. That's who is in the picture. Um, what did you think early on about these kind of revelations about it not being her um, house? Which was kind of obvious when she was lying about being with Shinichi to, sure. at the first place. Yeah. But uh, were you surprised that uh, there's a famous soccer player's room? This stuff was going by so rapid fire. Um, it was really hard for me to keep track. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a fast-paced episode. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then, Whenever they reveal that it is the soccer player's house, I thought... Like, it was hard for me to judge, like, how famous this soccer player is. I couldn't tell if... Like, once they show scenes of it, it's, like, clearly it's a, it's a big stadium. But... The way they they kept talking about it, it was as if like everybody was in high school. <laughs> so, um, I was just very lost. So, here's the big thing here. You love Doctor Agasa's inventions so far. They're all pretty stupid, but now we're gonna get to see <laughs> quite possibly the dumbest invention ever. <laughs> it's a bento lunchbox shaped portable fax machine, Kyle. Hell yeah. Does he use this one again? He he might. I can't remember off the top of my head. What? This one's so suspe- specific. That's the word. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like, oh, I'm just eating my lunch and this paper is coming out of it, printed out of it. <laughs> Don't. So, what an anachronistic thing, too. Like, who's going to send a fax in episode 900? Yeah, it's very much a product of the time. It's very much, oh, this was made in 1996. So, he used the bow tie to pose as Shinichi, which is weird, because, you know, that is him. And then he uh, calls Ryoko, and he's like, hey, I, I understand it now. The kid was kidnapped. And he, he's like, fax me this information. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever faxed anybody? Yes, I've, I've used the fax machine quite a bit. Oh, for like jobs and stuff? Yeah, because I used to work at a grocery store and I was the, this is my official job title, the bread captain. And I used Captain? To, yep, the captain. The bread captain. Oh, didn't know I was in the presence of a Navy man. Dude, like this old woman wants this me so hard on Facebook. And all she did was like, <laughs> okay, bread captain. All she did was use my <laughs> job title against me. That was the greatest end, like, ever on Facebook. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to start calling you that now. Don't. Bread captain. I'm the captain. <laughs> hey, it's something to be proud of. But, yeah, I would fax bread orders in the morning. Oops, all bread. Yep. Um. So, Shinichi gets all that information from her, and then Ron is just getting uncontrollably jealous this entire time. She starts screaming, and she gets the phone. And then she hears a reverb. She's like, the call is coming from inside the house, Kyle. <laughs> Scary. And so she's Also extremely messed up. Yeah, she starts screaming. She's opening every door. She's searching for Shinichi. And, uh, but she can't find him. So they see that Hidi is missing kicks on purpose. But his teammate used it to... Uh, as an assist and he wound up scoring anyhow and he's like god damn it and like i can relate to this because even in my greatness even my mistakes are so good that like they're still victories even when i don't want them to be so like i could really relate to this 
Right, bread captain. Damn, man. Why you... <laughs> Got no chill. So after that goal, Ryoko gets a, a fax and it says the agreement is broken. That he'll never see his brother again. So that's the end of the episode. The kid dies. <laughs> and that was it for uh, the episode. It was a dark end. Um, and it's not, but a, a great episode. Yeah, not often that you see Conan fail. No, that, that's not true. So Conan re-examines the boys' room and he finds a video game. That was the Conan hint, Kyle. And it's called Onimaru Quest. And Sounds made up. Yeah, but it sounds more interesting than most video games. Because in the middle of the game, the main character dies, and then you have to resurrect him to uh, finish it. Oh, this sounds very familiar. What's it familiar to? I don't want to spoil. Spoil. It's an old game, but spoil what? Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay. So that's what it's based on. I've never, I've <laughs> never played Chrono Trigger. Really? Nope. Oh, now I feel terrible. I spoiled it for no, you. No, this is good. This is the informa- information we need. Okay, all right. We're the Sorry, number everyone. one detective canon rewatch podcast that spoils Chrono Trigger. <laughs> and so that reminds him of the kidnapping letter because it was stra- it was like very strangely worded to where it was like uh, the kid's gonna be uh, I forget what it said exactly, but it said res- resurrected in it. And so he figures out he checks the game. And then all the characters were named after, like, his friends. It was Mamoru, Ryoko, uh, Hide, and then yeah. there was a name of Naoki, who is... Have you ever done that? Yeah, so my default name now for video game characters are is uh, Bojangles. Bojangles. Yeah, and if there's a last name slot, I name it after my friend Julian. It's uh, Bojangles and Dino, and uh, that's... There, there's hundreds of reviews with pictures of Bojangles, <laughs> Bojangles. and Dino in it. So oh, wow. he's been a UFC champion. He's uh, fought off bugs and saved the Earth and Earth Defense Force. He has done everything there is to be done. So Bojangles and Legendary. Dino has had quite the career. But yeah, that, that's kind of like my nod to my friend. Sure. What about you? How do you name your characters? Uh, I remember when I was like the age of the character in the show, I would do the whole like work and trail. Everyone's my friend. So like all my friends are dying, that sort of thing. See, I didn't have friends. So like that was never an option for me. (laughs) Just the one? Just the one. Well, I met him, believe it or not, on a Mario Party forum, Kyle. There's a Mario Party forum? Here's Here's the even crazier thing. I wound up owning the Mario Party forum later on. What? Yeah, I used to own a Mario Party well, forum. This is very interesting. What's your favorite Mario Party? Uh, Mario Party 2. Sure. Mario has the, the cowboy hat in the, on it, and he's like, Indeed. yeehaw. Why do, do people like 6? Uh, some people do. I don't think that's the best GameCube one. I liked 7. Interesting. I... I feel like when it comes to Mario Party, like I enjoyed them when they were on the 64, and it got to a point where I was like very done. Yeah, none of them are actually good. Um, the new one's fine. Hey man, I bought Sonic Shuffle like two weeks ago and realized it was a terrible mistake. So, yeah, they're not that bad. And so the note originally said, "I'm going to Naoki's place to get resurrected," and he's telling Ryoko that, but. 
Rian confronts the phone while he's... Sorry. Rian confronts Conan while he's on the phone. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm in the bathroom. And she's about ready to break this door machine. down. And then Shinichi, like, he's so <laughs> quick-witted here. He's like, Ron, I need to tell you something, but only you can hear it. Can you please take the phone? So she goes and picks up the phone. And he just darts out of there so quickly. It's so stupid. <laughs> great sometimes this show just like they don't care they don't care at all they're just like i get you gotta it get to the next part to hear his secret he's gonna tell wrong hmm. deep secrets. he's gonna confess his love um so they go over to naoki's house and she thinks shinichi's there and ron is just pissed off she kicks the door down after he won't let her <laughs> And they find Mamoru, who's just like, hey, I'm playing this video game. He's a total gamer. A bad boy. And he's like, man, Naoki's great. He helped me clear this game. Isn't he cool? <laughs> and so, so thanks to the hit kidnapper, he helped him game, which is clearly the most important thing in life. Why are all the kids in this show like that? It was the same thing with the the kid who got the airplane yeah, kids from are, the guy who was about to kill kids him. Kids are stupid and pure, and they believe, believe in redemption. And believe it like or not, this isn't even the only like kid in video game plot that we'll see in an episode. Because we'll see it again. Sweet. Little spoilers to remember. We'll see if you can remember that when we eventually get to that episode. And, like, <laughs> Call me out if I don't. 50 weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> They then call Hideo, and they're like, hey, memory is okay, you can totally play now. And he's great. The second half, he winds up scoring a bunch, and the commentators are fawning over him. They call him a genius, and that's when Naoki reveals what his issue was. He was jealous because he got injured, and it happened while he and Hideo were uh, training. And he thought that Hideo aimed for his leg on purpose, and he doesn't know if he'll be able to return to soccer. And he's like... I was never going to hurt me. I just wanted Hideo to feel this pain for me. And he goes, it's game over for me too. And that's not how you use the Me Too moment. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, he tells them to call the cops, but they, they wind up not doing that. And after the win, Hideo, the boy, he dedicates it to his little brother. And then Nanaoki, his ultimate wild rival. And he says, if he was here, we could have scored a lot more points. And then he wishes him a speedy recovery. Oof. And that's when now he's like, damn, I was a fool. He starts crying. And uh, This one hit me. Yeah, it was an emotional ending. I think we've all had, like, these moments where we thought somebody was the, uh, like, had bad intentions, but they actually didn't. And we were kind of holding a grudge for no reason. Um, this happens a lot, you know, like, that's a common thing, except for in writing, because the writers always have bad intentions. They're always proved to be scumbags. Always. Especially us. So this ending hit you? Yeah, for sure. I don't know why, in particular. Just, like, seeing a sportsman go, like, oh, we could have done so much more if it was for him. And then he's just sitting there with this, uh, frankly, stupid plot of just, like, making him think his little brother was kidnapped for a while, and then that would be it. Yeah, it's a dumb plot, but, like, it's very believable to the character, because you're like, yeah, this, like, jock probably wouldn't have a great murder mastermind plot. That's a fair point, yeah. And then Ryoko gives Ron the number of Shinichi's facts, and 
she starts calling it and Conan can't get rid of it fast enough and he starts darting out she follows suit and then she catches him in an alleyway and she's like Shinichi who's Ryoko and they kind of share this like emotional note and Ron starts crying and then we see this car approach and the car light and a brick allows Conan to look just like Shinichi wasn't <laughs> that a beautiful mean. thing <laughs> And so mm. Shinichi declares himself innocent. He tells Ron not to cry. And he goes, I'm going to worry if you cry. And then he's like, well, I gotta go now. <laughs> he just <laughs> darts before actually like saying anything. It was so funny. But uh, she runs to the corner and she just see Agasa's car. And he's like, oh, he went that way. He was blushing the entire time. And I... They're just fucking gaslighting Ron. This poor, poor high school girl. <laughs> She's in her feelings, man. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I know you're the number one Ron defender. Like, what did you think about her <laughs> during this episode? Because we get to oh, see a lot so of her cute. insecurities. It was super, super cute. I loved just seeing her, like, uh, how much she loved Shinichi just show through and, like, her jealousy. Because usually we see, like, uh, what was it, the Valentine's Day episode, Shinichi was all entitled and, like, hiding in a bush or something outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, like, having that flipped a little bit, like, that was super sweet. I love Ron. She's so pure. And then after the song, Ryoko is talking to uh, Ron, and she's like, no, me and Shinichi were never a thing. And they have to talk about this for three straight days until she finally <laughs> buys it. And then she finally lets go, and no, no cops are called. And that was it for this, like really cute episode i thought both both episodes like had a lot of heart and i really liked them yeah me too it's a good set episodes and then we get the next conan hint which is music score and so this next episode kyle it'll be the first time that we have an hour-long special i'm so hyped so this was aired as an hour long there's a we'll get to some two-parters as well as the season progresses but I believe this is the only hour-long special of the season. So, interesting. That's an interesting thing. It was a just shown as a big episode. And it's one of the most iconic ones. We'll have a guest next week. And if you're familiar with me from other podcasts in the past, you might know my guest. It's uh, my friend Eric Quijada, who we used to do the Eric. Mustached Gamers podcast uh, back in the day. So it'll be good to have him on. We'll be talking about the moonlight sonata case so that should be great and kyle yes where can people find well you know before we get into the housekeeping we're nine episodes through detective canon uh what has surprised you about the series so far because you know you knew you kind of knew what to expect have you been surprised any like the variety what are your thoughts so far yeah, I think uh, I knew about like the wholesomeness of the show, the tone, and that's sort of what led my assumption to be like, this is why people like it so much. It's just, it's a very wholesome, easy show to fall in love with. I think what surprised me the most is just like, episode for episode, it is it is quality high. <laughs> like, uh, the writing is always pretty funny. Um, it's always really varied. So for a show that does not stick super closely to its, like, long-form storytelling stuff uh it's mostly just like a, a different case every episode it's still really varied it keeps me really engaged and interested and they lay enough seeds where it's like 
uh, you're excited about where it could go in the future. So overall, I think I'm really surprised by just how good it was. I was underestimating it. Really? Yeah, and obviously Ron's your favorite character. Um, are there any other characters that have stuck out early on? I know you love the detective boys. Them, Kogoro, he's so good. He is good. Um, I, I just hate adult Shinichi, so I'm really glad that this show is about how he's not adult Shinichi. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see his growth here, um, as we've talked about. And then we get the, the next kind of hint for the next episode. It's music score. I might have already mentioned that i'm not sure is this next episode like known for being really good yeah it's like one of the it's definitely one of the highlights of the first season and then the okay the finale of the season is also one of those like this is a top-notch episode thing so we've got a couple great highlights of the early portions of them there's there's more to come obviously we've got every 900 episodes <laughs> to get we're only nine. Oh my god <laughs> got a long way to go my man um, but yeah, so Kyle, where can people find you on Twitter? Everybody's favorite Nazi social media. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you can find me at spirit and soul, uh, soul like the city. So S E O U L. It's so bad now. They, they've ruined Twitter. They did a redesigned and it's real bad. The main website looks like it. mobile now. Ugh, it's bad. Uh, you can follow me at Tyler trees, but most importantly, you can follow the site it's at case underscore reopened. You can stay up to date with all of our news and good shit. And then, uh, yeah, I'll do it. We, we appreciate the support. If you want to get in touch, feel free to tweet at us. I'd love to hear from the fans. Uh, we're going to need guests in the future. So if you just yes. want a guest on the podcast, hey, hit us up. We, we, need, we need bodies <laughs> to talk to. We're going to have a guest next week. Hopefully keep some more coming in. Uh, as this continues, that'll be real fun. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.